was really good. It was like really just touching my heart today. Lord, I just thank you for just for what you're doing with this body. I thank you what you're I thank you for what you're doing in in um, your churches all over the world, God. The mission the missionaries that you are sending, the people that you're sending them to. I thank you, Lord, for the giving hearts in your people. Just the ones that are, you know, that are just all in with their whole lives, whether it's all in with their whole lives here at home or going where you send them or just going, you know, to go see our neighbors. We want to impact our community. We want to turn our communities towards you by the things that we do and the ways that we display you, Lord. Just thank you for choosing us to be the display of your splendor. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I was on a plane um, Thursday, and I was just, like, thinking of this, like, just my life 10 years ago. Like, what a, what a different person I am now, what, a, what different things I'm doing, what different focuses I have, the things that I care about. The things that I cared about and thought were so big then, I don't even honestly remember them. You know, the Lord has just done such a powerful and mighty work in my life in the last decade I, if you, like I said, if, <laughs> if anybody had told me I would be a pastor 10 years ago, I would have laughed and said, yeah, you guys have, you have the wrong person. That is not at all what I'm going to do with my life, but just kidding. That's what the Lord does. Um, I'm, I am, I, I realized over the last couple, I guess month probably, that I talk a ton because I'm so growth oriented. You guys, those of you guys that know that, know me know that I'm super just growth oriented. So I'm just like after growth in myself in the Lord and I want you guys to grow and I want for you to grow closer together in connection with each other and grow closer in connection with the Lord and I want him to use you powerfully and I want you to be prepared and equipped and understand that that's what he wants to do with your life, that he wants to encounter you powerfully that he wants to change you with his love, that he, he wants to give you, he wants to equip you for the places that he is going to send you. And so it's exciting to me to see like, God, what you've done with us and, and what you are preparing in the future, because he goes in, into our future and he pre- prepares it for us, but he also prepares us for the future that he's sending us into. You know, all of us are people that we have never been before, I'm a me that I've never been before. Like, I was just driving home last night going like, why am I so, I was really filled with joy yesterday after working 12 hours. I don't know why. Usually I'm really tired after working 12 hours, but I was just really filled with joy, and I was just like, man, I like, I am in love with the me that I am right now. And I think the reason why is because I have more of him in me than I've ever had. And so when I have him in me, I'm just like, oh, man, I, like, I, I love I love the me that I am, and I, I love the me that I'm becoming, you know, and I want for, and I know that he wants for all of us to be in that same space with ourselves, and it's hard, because have you guys ever struggled with stuff? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even going to make you raise your hand because I'm going to raise my hand. Like, you guys keep giving me the mic, and I'm just going to keep being raw and real with you. So that's just what's going to happen. Um, sorry, this might not be the place for you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, I mean, like, I've struggled with so much stuff, with just, like, I have felt stuck in cycles. You guys ever felt stuck in a cycle? I'm just going to raise my hand. You don't have to if you don't want to. Feel like you have st- are stuck in the same patterns of behavior that you hate, but you keep doing it. You, keep, you feel like you're falling into it. You know, you feel like you can't get out of a rut, or you feel hopeless, or you feel like, why can't I stop gossiping? I know I'm not supposed to. Why can't I, you know, stop overeating. I know I'm supposed to eat healthy. I even know how, but I just keep choosing not to. You know what? I know I'm supposed to take care of my body, but I keep prioritizing other things in my life. In fact, that's what I have started. I've stopped saying I don't have time for stuff because I totally have time for it. I just choose to prioritize other things in my life. So to be real with myself, I say I have chosen not to prioritize it in my life right now. And for a long time, it was, you know, fitness and eating healthier and, and exercise and stuff. For a long time, it was spending time with the Lord. It was like, I have chosen not to prioritize it in my life right now, but I have chosen to prioritize whatever it is, reading or games or Facebook or Instagram or whatever you fill your time with. Um, And none of those things are bad in themselves, but when we fill our time with that and then we go like, I don't know why my life's so junky. Okay, you know, we got to reprioritize the way that we spend our time. we got to reprioritize and say like, I mean, have you guys ever seen somebody struggle and you like you can you know why they're struggling? You're like, I, I'm not bossy, but I know what you should be doing. Have you ever felt like that? Maybe you <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are so good at trying to at like talking about other people's lives and what they're doing wrong, but sometimes we don't we're not honest with ourselves about the things that we could be reprioritizing. And really the only person that we can control is us. I'm the only person I can control. I can know, which I don't, but I could think that I know every single thing that's going wrong in your guys' life and how to fix it. But number one, I'd probably be wrong. And number two, it doesn't matter because I can't control you anyway. But what I can do, as long as you keep coming, I'm going to keep encouraging you to encounter the Lord and let him empower you to do the things that he wants to do in your life. I want to help you connect with him. I want to help you grow in him. And I think that there's a key that I haven't taught enough about that, that this church has kind of been missing since Jeff left. And, and I realize that that's me because I have, I'm a different person. But the truths that changed my life are truths that I learned from our old pastor Jeff. He left two years ago. Um, I learned from him, and they have worked in my life, and I haven't taught them to you. And so... Many of you guys might know it, but we're going to have a refresher if you know it. And if you don't know it, then we're going to have a a new lesson today. So it's kind of exciting. But there is a key that will help you overcome every bad habit, every bad mindset, you know, every, every cycle that you feel like you're stuck in, every pattern that you keep falling into, And that key is God's grace working in your life. And there are things that we can do. Today we're going to talk about persuading our hearts. And it seems like they're going to be totally disconnected. And I 
trust me, I am with you, because I thought that too, but if I hadn't experienced it for myself, I wouldn't be able to teach this to you right now. And persuading our hearts of our righteousness in God is the key, this is the whole message, persuading our hearts of our righteousness in God is the key to releasing his grace in our life. It frees us from every thing that the enemy is trying to get us trapped into, it frees us from bad thinking, it frees us from bad beliefs in our mind, it frees us from everything, and God, you know, God has such crazy plans for every single one of you, and he is not going to ask you to do it in your own strength. He's not going to, because you, he knows that you can't do it. He knows that what he has planned for you, you can't do without him. And for me, that's exciting. For me, that's exciting because I'm like, man, I don't know where God's sending me. I don't know what he's preparing for me in my future, and I don't actually know. This is one of the things I was thinking on my way home last night. I'm like, it's really cute, I think, that we can get into this. Like, we think we know what's coming down the pipe for our lives. You know, sometimes we see somebody that's going through turmoil, and it's like, man, I was praying for, for a brother, and I was like, man, I don't, his life is just, all turmoil and kind of messed up, and he doesn't know where he, you know where he's gonna live, and and he like he has a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not. And I probably actually am. I just don't know it, you know. I don't know what is coming down the pipe. I don't know where the Lord's sending me, or what He's preparing me for, or the future that He's sending me to, or the people that He's preparing me for. Or I don't. I think I do. We can get kind of cruising, right? And we can start thinking that we know what's kind of coming down, but we really don't. (sighs) Okay. Any habits, any addictions, struggles, feeling stuck? Anybody ever felt like they had the desire to do the right thing, but they didn't have the ability? Like, I have felt like that. In fact, with some things, I still feel like that, and it's like so dumb because I'm like, why do I still struggle with this, Lord? I've been a Christian for like, since I was 19. You've been transforming my life for the last, you know, decade. Why do I still struggle with this? And he, and he's like, you know, in his self, he's like, you haven't given me access to that part of your life yet. Like really, at a heart level, I haven't given him access. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't released self in that area and left room for him. I haven't renewed my mind of, of his, uh, his perspective of me in this area, and I haven't renewed my mind of my righteousness in him in this area, and therefore his grace is not flowing in that area. And, and it seems like it doesn't connect, but it does. Sometimes you hear people say, you know, I know there's more. And you want to connect to what the more that that is. Why can't I get to it? Why can't I get to it? But it's like God's grace flowing in our lives is what connects us to that I know there's more. It connects us to each other. It connects us to him. And of course, anytime we're connected to him, we can probably start getting a little scared. But also like, okay, for one thing, I'm not alone. But for another thing, I know that he's gonna, I know that he's going to supply everything that I need to do the things that he's asking me to do. He's so faithful to empower us to, to, with everything that we need to go where he's asking us to go. 
And some people are like, oh, you know, you'll have testimonies, blah, blah, this, my life was going this way, but by the grace of God, something happened and my life changed. Like, this saying, like, by the grace of God isn't just some, like, idiom that nobody really knows what it is. It's actually, like, a power that, this, that these people have accessed. And they were like, I was going this way, God's grace empowered me, and now I'm going this way. Now my life is totally different. It's crazy. I have heard salvation stories where, where, where someone's like, I, got, I used to have a trucker mouth, and I got saved, and suddenly I didn't cuss anymore. Like, that is grace. That is his grace that was released in that area of that person's life. Now, probably he str- still struggled in other stuff because us persuading our hearts is a process. And so, of course, getting God's grace flowing in our lives is going to be a process. And it can be frustrating unless you understand process. And I, of course, love process. You guys you probably hear me talk about it all the time. But, but it's like we want it immediately but we forget that, that, that there's actually work that we have to do to receive, to believe. Because if, if, we, if, we if we don't persuade our hearts to believe what God says, then the grace that was flowing can actually be stopped by our failure to continue to believe what he says. Our hearts are, are the truest versions of ourselves. Our hearts are the seat of like our emotions and who we are. Everything that we do flows out of our heart belief. So if we have toxic behaviors or habits or patterns or something, we, ha- we believe the wrong thing somewhere. Does that make sense? Everything we believe, we will act as if it's true even if it's a lie. And so that's why the enemy is always trying to get into our hearts and tries to get into our minds and tries to tweak our understandings and he tries to get us away from what, he tries to get us distracted from what God is saying. But if we can tune in to what God is saying, turn our hearts, persuade our hearts, and believe what God says is true, suddenly the lies of the enemy seem like funny. Like, like, oh yeah, you're funny. So you try to make me think, ha that's funny. You make me think that I'm not, I'm not good enough to do, you know, whatever it is that God's calling me to do. Like, <laughs> you're silly. Like, it's, it, it just becomes laughable. It becomes so small that you don't even worry about it anymore because the voice of God is so loud in your, in your head because it's loud in your heart. It's loud in your actions because it's loud in your heart. It's loud in what you say and what you think and in your responses because you have persuaded your heart your heart believes that God's word is true in that area, and therefore you act as if it's true. So, so really, the, uh, uh, something that we can ask the Lord if we're, if we're doing something that we know we shouldn't be doing, if we're stuck in addiction, if we're, if we're dealing with addiction to pornography, if we're dealing with, dealing with addiction to drugs, if we're dealing with, it, with even just anxiety, we can ask the Lord, Lord, what lie am I believing and he's so faithful, he'll, he'll tell you. You know, you can, he's a friend. He's your dude. He's in your corner. He's your coach. He's your savior. He's your dad. He's your king. He's all those things. All of those things are people. All of these things are God's ways of showing you that he is a, a relational being to you. He's everything you need. 
He is everything you need. And if you will receive him in all of these different ways, some of us are really good at seeing him as like the king on the throne far away, but we're not real good at seeing him as like brother, co-heir. You know, we can sometimes be really good at seeing him as coach, he's in my corner, but we can maybe not see him very, very well as like, I don't know, king. Or I, you may, some, some people think of him as like kind of grandpa in the chair waiting with a stick to, for the kid to walk by and to smack him with a, you know, when he messes up. But, but it, God's not like that. He's all of these things. He's, he's, he's your biggest fan. He is, he has the craziest like, purposes and dreams for your life, and he has a thousand ways to get you there, and if you will partner with his thoughts over you, he will get you, he will equip you, he will send you, and, you're, and you will begin experiencing on the inside, or on the outside, what he has done on the inside. I want to remind you, when Jesus died on that cross, he, and he willingly the Bible says, for the joy set before him when he willingly be- took all of the sin upon himself. Colossians, I think, it, or maybe it's Corinthians, says that God made him who knew no sin to become our sin so that we will become the righteousness of God. So he n- was nailed to that cross as our sin. So before we were even born, our sin was taken care of. The power of sin was broken over our lives 2,000 years ago on the cross. So when we say yes to Jesus, there's a spiritual inside of you at that moment of belief, at that moment of salvation, you were brand new, you were clean, you were a new creation, you were a holy priesthood, you were a a royal nation, you were a co-heir with Christ, you were adopted into his family, you were grafted into his family tree, you became animated inside your spirit. There's a spirit man inside of you, a spirit Let's just say a spirit man, if that's okay. There is a spirit man inside of you that is pure and holy because you receive Jesus into your life. Every single one of you, you cannot, even if you received Jesus and you kept on sinning, you cannot change your spirit. Your spirit is pure and holy. God gave it to you, and you can't taint God. He cleanses you. You don't taint him. He cleanses you. When, when Jesus came into contact with the lepers, they were cleaned. They didn't make him unclean. That's how it works. So, so now we sit here and we struggle because we know, like, there's a life that we should be living, but on the outside it doesn't show that. And the reason why is because our beliefs are not in line with what God gave us, and therefore his power is not working in our lives. Does that make sense? Okay. So grace let me talk about grace just for a moment. It is unmerited favor. You did not do anything to deserve it. It's a free gift from God. You cannot earn it. You cannot work for it. He loves you unconditionally. And so when you, you can't do anything to earn it. That, that, therefore, you can't do anything to, to get rid of it. You can make it inactive in your life by not partnering with what God says, but you can't, you, can, you can't stop the flow coming from him, but you can stop the flow flowing through you. Does that make sense? 
His grace is always pointed towards you. And his grace is always ready for any tiny little slight adjustment that you can make towards his thinking, towards his word over you. So, yes, I have a place. I've been given access here. He, he, he gets excited about it, but, but you can stop it up here, kind of like your house. There's always water going to your house, but all the faucets aren't always going at the same time, right? Because you can turn them off. But in every area of your life, you have control over whether his grace flows through your life. You can turn on those faucets by changing your heart, by persuading your heart that his word is true by persuading your heart that you have victory, by persuading your heart that Jesus was enough and that you don't have to add a single thing to what he did on the cross, but you can persuade your heart that he is good and he is right and he is holy and that he wants to use you and that you are worthy. And, 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 and as you persuade yourself, your heart, that you are righteous in him in all of these different areas, you will turn on these little faucets and his grace will begin to flow. And suddenly this spiritual perfection that dwells inside of you will then be manifest on the outside. And it is all you. I cannot persuade your heart I can only persuade mine. I cannot persuade any of yours. I can only take care of mine. And so my connection with God is everything, right? You guys can all say my connection, not Jen, your connection. No, mine. My connection with God is everything. What I believe about him and my status, I feel like righteousness is a status where he says, you're righteous, and I get to choose whether or not I walk in it. It's, it's, not, it's something that we can persuade our heart of that we don't actually deserve, but we do because he said we do. Does that make sense? Like, there's nothing I did to deserve it, but I'm going to, there's nothing I did to deserve any of my Christmas presents this year, or my birthday presents for that matter. However, I received them, and I will use them, and I will enjoy them very much. And so, so it's kind of like that. I mean, I'd be kind of a dummy if my husband bought me a little box for my pickup because, uh, for the tailgate, because I have a bunch of stuff that like clogs up the back seat. I got like a, you know, one of those things to air up your tire and one of those things to, um, to jump your car if you, if you run out of juice, jumper cables. That's what those things are called. You know, I got a bunch of stuff. I got like cargo net for in case I, in case I'm carrying some stuff. But it's kind of like clogging up my little truck, right? And so I was like, man, it'd be sure be nice to have a, a toolbox back there. And so he gets me one for my birthday, and I was all excited. But I'd be kind of dumb if I didn't put it in there and put all that stuff in it. It wouldn't do me any good just sitting in my garage. That's kind of like what his grace is. We can choose not to use it. We can choose not to open our eyes and see that the truck, bed, the truck box is sitting in the garage or even on the back of my truck, which he was kind enough to, to attach for me. But until last night, I just drove around and it looked pretty. Like, there wasn't anything in it. <laughs> so I put some stuff in there last night and I was all excited. But um, let's see. His unmerited favor, his power working in your life. It's kind of crazy that it's a process of um, 
making your life look like what Jesus died for it to look like 2,000 years ago. It seems like we should just start like that, but I don't know why we do. I mean, we live in a fallen world, so I guess that's why. But, um, okay, here we go. I'm going to get a bit on here. Let's get into some scripture. We talked about already uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made he who knew no sin to become our sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. So one of the things that you can persuade your heart of is, is just simply, I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It's a very weird thing to even think about, but if you could just take the next week to maybe write it on your mirror, put it on your steering wheel, make it the, the little screen thing on your phone, where every time you look at your phone, you see, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you remind yourself to talk to your heart and persuade yourself that that's true. And the reason why is because when you start believing that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus and what he did for you, when you really start believing at a heart level, when someone tells you about some of the other powerful promises of God, you might start to believe that too. And, and if church closed tomorrow and nobody could ever meet and all you had was your Bible, if we suddenly became China or something and, you know, we couldn't meet. I would be so confident, you guys, if you got this in your heart that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, I would trust every single one of you guys to still be able to transform your life just by meditating on Scripture with that foundation. It is that powerful. It is that powerful for life change. Let me tell you what I did when I was, um, I was messed up when I started coming to this church. It was probably nine, ten years ago I started. Probably coming up on ten later in the year. Um, I was messed up, dude. I had like messed up beliefs about myself, messed up beliefs about God. We had kind of, I had tons of guilt and shame. I was stuck in some addiction that was, I was not, uh, super excited about anybody you know what I mean you kind of get that way where it's like I think I thought this was going to be fun but as soon as you're done it's like I feel disgusting you know I, I was addicted to some stuff that I shouldn't have been addicted to um and I started hearing this righteousness message I started hearing from the pastor that pastored before me this righteous that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and he would say it all the time it's kind of part of his life message and I would hear God's not mad at you he loves you I would hear he has good plans for your life there's nothing that you can do that can make him love you anymore there's nothing you can do that can make him love you any less and as I heard it week after week I really started to believe maybe it's true and, um, and I got to a point when he was like, he was like, I'm going to lead you guys in a meditation. And I was like, what is meditation? That's weird. Why are Christians talking about meditation? And he's like, no, no, no. All you got to do is just sit down in kind of a quiet place and get your scripture out. And for me, for him, it was, I am the righteousness of, of God and Christ Jesus. And I would just sit there with that scripture. And the stuff that would go through my head was, that's totally not true. Because the enemy had me in a lot of areas, right? I was saved when I was 19, but man, I didn't walk with the Lord for a long time. And so I knew God. I had encountered him powerfully. I knew that he was there, but I didn't necessarily know that he loved me like, he, like I know he loves me now because I couldn't feel it. And so I'm stuck in this stuff. 
I'm yucky, I feel disgusting all the time, like emotionally and stuff like, so then of course I'm not making the best decisions, I'm prioritizing other stuff in my life instead of prioritizing the Lord, like, you know, to cover pain and stuff like that. Find myself still going back, and, and I start like, okay, and then I start reading other scriptures. I'm like, uh, you are hidden in Christ in the heavenly places, and he has given me everything Every, uh, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, and I'm now hidden with Christ in God. So I would start, honestly, this is what it was like, you guys. I would start imagining in my head, when you meditate on stuff, you start, it kind of starts taking over you. When you pay attention to stuff, it starts taking over. And so I would sit here and I would go like, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. So I'd imagine like myself in Christ, you know? And then, and then I'm hidden in Christ in hidden with Christ and God in the heavenly places. And I started, like, thinking about what heaven looked like. I never thought about what heaven looked like before, and I thought about what Jesus might look like, and I thought about what it might be like. Because, I mean, there's spiritual stuff that we can't really understand, so we kind of have to make it up in our heads because we just don't understand what heaven looks like yet. And so I would sit here, and I would go, like, I'm hidden with, I'm hidden with God in Christ. Like, God, you know, Jesus came... He died on the cross. He went to hell. He defeated death. He defeated death. Death now has no sting. He resurrected, and that power that resurrected Jesus from the dead now lives in me. And then he went up to the right hand of the Father and said, it's finished. Sin is now defeated. The enemy, Satan is a defeated enemy now. And so I'm living in a world feeling like I'm uh, overtaken by the enemy, but what this Bible is telling me is that Satan is a defeated foe, and that Jesus took care of all this 2,000 years ago, and now that I am righteous in God because of Jesus, and I'm actually hidden with, with Christ in God in the heavenly places, and so as I started, like, like meditating on this, and, and feeling it, and, and going back to these scriptures over and over, I didn't want to do the thing anymore. I looked up, and I was like, I haven't done that in months. How did this happen? How, I, I was like, this is weird. It had been years. And, and so I was like, so then the next time I heard Jeff talk about, you know, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and this is God's grace working through your life, and, it's, and, it's, and the grace is released by believing in righteousness, and then it gives you the power to overcome the stuff that you could not overcome before, and it's easy. That's the crazy thing. Satan wants us to believe that we have to, by the force of our sheer will, overcome every hard thing that ever happens to us. And Jesus is like, I would like for you to come and rest in me. I would like for you to come and lay down your heavy burden and pick up my light one. And he says that sin has no power over you, no dominion over you, and that if you are in the flesh, which is if you are looking, listening to your selfish part of your body, then you are, you know, in the, under the law. And, but he's like, the things of the Spirit do the things of the Spirit. And I found that to be true in my life because I meditated on the scripture that I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I had to look up what righteousness was because I didn't know what it meant. So feel free to look it up. <laughs> Feel free, you know, it sounds weird for a long time until you, until you realize that it's power. It's the power of God released in your life. It's the power of God to overcome everything that you have ever struggled with. It's 
all within your grasp if you will take the time to meditate on the truth that you are the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus. And I really started, man, after I realized that I hadn't done it in a while, I was like, this is amazing. Of course, then pride starts, and I start thinking like, I've got this beat. This is amazing. I kick butt. And then, of course, that temptation starts coming again, and I learned. This is what I did. Man, as soon as that temptation, this is what sin wants you to do. It wants you to go in just a little bit because it, you think you're super strong now and that you can just beat it on your own now. And this is exactly what Jesus, like, was talking to the Galatians about when he was like, hey, something that started in the spirit, are you going to try and finish it in the flesh? No, no, no. You need to stay in the spirit. Don't even go down there. You will find yourself, uh, what is it that Chris always says? You'll pay more than you ever wanted. You'll go further than you ever wanted. You'll stay longer than you ever wanted to. And so what I started doing is instead of going down this road, even, I mean, as soon as that temptation came to my mind, I was like, mm-mm, not getting this, girl. I'm hidden with, with Christ in the heavenlies, and, the, and nobody can find me. And so I, I just imagined the enemy prowling around the earth looking for me, and he literally could not find me because I was in the heavenlies, in Christ, in God. And I did not sin, you guys. I did not do it, and it was easy. This is the power of you believing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because what he says is true and you can experience it if you persuade your heart. You will find yourself overcoming these things with ease. Not because of anything that you have done except for just taking some time to persuade your heart that what he says is true you will find your outer life starting to look like this pure and beautiful spirit that Jesus deposited in you when you said yes to him. Your outer life will start looking like your inner man. And that, this is what I think is the key to heaven on earth. On earth as it is in heaven, a bunch of his people believing that his word is true allowing themselves to, um, to be the display of his splendor. You know, so many of us pray, God, use me. God, send me. So many of us pray, Lord, I don't want to want this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of fighting this. And Jesus is like, come into my rest. And I swear, you guys, if you start, if you start with, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and it doesn't work, come and talk to me. That's what I want to know. But if it does, hey, man, sweet, I got that one. What's next? You start believing that his word is true, and you guys, his word is power. His word contains, listen, Isaiah, I haven't read this in a while, so I might mess it up. Isaiah, is it 55? My word, my words are higher than your words. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. But my, my word will not return to me void. My word is always hovering, I feel like it's saying that my word is always hovering around the earth, waiting for somebody to partner with it so that it can go and do its work. His word contains within itself the power to make itself come to pass. 
it's the most powerful thing that we can partner with is the word of God. And I feel like the foundation of I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus prepares your heart that you are clean, that you are worthy of every promise that he could ever give you. And man, if we can, if we can get this, if we can persuade our hearts that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, like, we can go anywhere. We can do anything. We can overcome anything with just some time. It's the key. It's the key to a, a life, of a victorious life, a life as an overcomer. And when people see the old you and then they see the new you and they go, what happened? And you could just be like, Jesus. I just, I just, you know, he tells us to guard our hearts. Why? Because from that flows the issues of life. And he tells us that, you know, I think it's Romans 12. It talks about renewing your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because what you think is what you will do. But what your heart is, is what you will think and do. So your heart is first. Jesus is always about the heart first. Does that make sense? All right, I'm going to have you guys stand. I didn't even finish, but that's okay. I feel like that's enough. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and hold out your hand. First thing, your homework this week, I want for you to meditate at least once a day, but hey, man, if you can do it like five times a day, set an alarm on your phone, just take 30 seconds to meditate on I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is a truth. And each person I feel like probably has something that they are struggling with, have struggled with, and maybe even have given up hope that they will ever not struggle with it. And I want for you as you renew your mind with that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I want you to take that situation, place yourself um, looking at it as you declare that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then I want you to ask God what lie you're believing that's causing this. He wants to see you get victory in this area, whatever is on your mind. Write it down in your phone. There's little pads of paper around and pens if you want to write it down and just put it in your pocket. But I can promise you there is absolutely nothing that is going on in your heads right now that Jesus did not pay for and that God is not pouring the grace into your house waiting for you to turn on the faucet. There is nothing that he did not die for. There is nothing that you are struggling with, that he does not want to see you free from. Not one single thing. Just take it one at a time. It's a process. Renewing our mind is a process. Releasing grace in our life is a process. Lord, I thank you for the victory that you have given and for this most powerful key that you have given us to overcome. You call us overcomers before we ever feel like overcomers, God. You call us holy and pure and perfect before we ever feel like it. But your word is truth. 
And we want to see your word manifest in our lives. We want to see the, the inner spirit work that you have done in us at the moment of salvation. We want to we wear that on the outside. We want it to be visible for others to see. And we want to bring many sons and daughters into the kingdom because of the work that you do in our lives. We want to bring hope. I just release hope and testimonies over you. Every single one of you guys, I, I just want to see a massive and radical shift in your life. And I want you to be able to, to point it back to this moment when Jen told you to meditate that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God, grace and peace be with every single person who has joined us today. And if anybody has never said yes to Christ, if anybody has never said yes to God, if anybody has never accepted this free gift of salvation that is offered to every single person on the planet, I encourage you, if your heart is tugging and responding to this right now, that if you have never done it or if you have done it a long time ago and you want to just recommit yourself, I just pray that, that you will respond and say yes, that you will receive his free gift of, of salvation, that you will renew yourself, your mind, with, you, with your status as righteous, holy, blameless, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a new creation, created to do good things which he has planned beforehand. In the mighty name of Jesus.